Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday, the uh, legislature was recalled to Queens Park to introduce uh, legislation that would uh, prohibit the required intermination of uh, any strikes by Ontario Power Generation. Energy Minister Greg Rickford had this to say. Well, there's no question we're on the clock, and this is a very serious matter. Essential service does not and has not formed any part of either the legislation or our discussions. We're focused on creating a fair mechanism through arbitration as a result of this legislation to make sure that uh, Ontario's electricity supply uh, continues. That is uh, the minister. Uh, Obviously, not everybody's happy about this. The opposition critics are uh, raving about this. Uh, Labour leaders are concerned about this. Uh, and suggesting that the the government jumped the gun. Joining us to talk about this is Donna Skelly. She, of course, is the MPP for Flamborough Glenbrook and parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Economic Development, Job Creation, and Trade. Donna, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. It's great to be here. Let's, ta- let's talk a little bit about why the, the legislature was uh, called back. As You've heard some of the opposition comments already that you guys jumped the gun. This was not necessary. Let me put it in context, Bill. The collective agreement between OPG, which is Ontario Power Generator, a generation, and PWU, which is the Power Workers Union, actually expired back in March of this year. But negotiations continued, and uh, the two groups were able to uh, reach a tentative agreement back in June. However, that agreement was rejected by a majority of the union's membership. So the uh, negotiations continued. OPG finally indicated to the union that what they had presented, which included a 6.6% increase in pay, was its final offer. The PWU, the union, again rejected that offer. And that was on December 13th. The next day, they gave notice to the government that they would be going on strike in 21 days. 21 days puts us just, um, you know, heading into into uh, the new year. The problem is we can't afford to continue to operate our nuclear facilities if some of the membership is on strike. Um, as it stands, the union represents about 6,000 employees who work at all of the OPG's uh, facilities, and that includes technicians, tradespeople, and nuclear operators. And OPG accounts for over 50% of the power in Ontario. It includes nuclear facilities, hydroelectric facilities, uh, even, I believe, one wind turbine. In order to shut down a nuclear facility, and and again, you cannot operate a nuclear facility in Ontario without having uh, the proper amount of staff on board. In order to shut it down, it takes 10 days. So we had to, and we have to, um, have this this, um, bill put in place to prevent this strike by Friday, or we have to begin the process of shutting down these nuclear facilities. And once you begin it, you can't stop. And that means we could be facing brownouts and even potentially blackouts in the dead of winter in Ontario. Which is obviously a very ominous uh, scenario, and I I can understand that. But uh, again, what we're hearing from other folks, including Chris Buckley, of course, one of the labor leaders here in the province of Ontario, is that, look, you had other tools at your disposal. There could have been arbitration. There's a number of things they could have done. Uh, You could have sat down at the table with them instead of what they consider using a hammer to kill a flea. Well, 
our utmost um, importance right now, our priority is safety and security of people in this province. And they may want to play that game, but we can't play that game when it when it deal. You know, when we're talking about electricity, when we're talking about heat, we're talking about keeping the power on at hospitals. We're talking about our most vulnerable, potentially uh, living in 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 a in a home without access to to heat. They may want to play that game. We're not going to play that game. What we have done, this bill, Bill 67, actually um, has um, uh, processes in place to allow for a mediator arbitrator to step in so that they can continue to negotiate. And if they want to continue to negotiate, they can right now. But we can't take that chance. We cannot wake up one morning and, and realize that our staff, the union workers, have walked off the job and we have to begin shutting down nuclear plants. We will, if that happened, we would see brownouts and possibly blackouts right across Ontario. It's a very, very risky game for these people to be playing. And I put, you know, I, I think that the NDP are playing uh, this game, and I think that they're making a big mistake. People I've spoken to say this is not um, the uh, issue that they should be playing with. There's too much at risk, uh, too many lives are at stake, and this is not the time to be doing it. I have not seen the bill. Obviously, you've had a quick look at it, and it uh, looks like it's going to be at least a couple of days before this passes now because the opposition is not going to give us unanimous consent to this. But you mentioned arbitration. Is this binding arbitration that you're suggesting? Yes. So the OPG and uh, the union would have five days to agree on the appointment of a mediator and arbitrator, and then they would notify the Minister of Labor. Uh, if they don't, the minister would appoint a mediator arbitrator but they can continue um, to negotiate. We would love to see a, a resolution before this, this goes into place. But the reality is there's far too much at stake to uh, wait until the last minute. We simply cannot wait until the last minute and then start shutting down uh, nuclear power plants in the province of Ontario that provide 51% of the power to Ontarians. Now, I'm I just trying to get a read on, on exactly what the concern here, the sticking point with these uh, negotiations. And, and you know, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the financial offer they seem to offer have looked like it's okay. I don't know if that necessarily is what's jiving with all the workers who turned this thing down in the first place. But my understanding that one of the main points of, of dissension here is uh, uh, what they, they call the refusal to grant 300 uh, term workers, which I assume are like contract workers, I guess. And they essentially want them to have the same privileges as full-time. I understand that that is one of the sticking points, and I would love to be able to expand on it, but the, the truth of the matter is I haven't been privy to all of the, uh, the um, concerns, both on the side of OPG and, and on the, the union, so I'm, I'm going to stay away. But you are right. That is one of the, the issues that is uh, holding up uh, uh, an agreement at this point. And, uh, and who knows what's going to happen if, if they after mm -hmm. do start sitting down with the arbitration. So what is the time frame? My understanding is this could have actually passed if the uh, the opposition to give consent to this, and that's obviously not going to happen with the NDP. So this has to be dragged out for a few more days, I would think. Well, they can con we can continue to ask them to uh, allow us to pass this with unanimous consent. They won't. They didn't. They've refused. Um, so we continue to sit at Queen's Park. It's, it's unusual to have a Christmas um, sitting but we believe it's it's crucial. It it is something we had to do. It's not something we wanted to do, but we believe it was important uh, enough to to bring the house back. We will be sitting right through the evening tonight, 
uh, and until we have enough time into past second reading and then third reading. The NDP is, is saying this could go as late as Friday. I would really uh, think it would be wise for them to to really think about the message that they're sending to residents across this province. Residents in, in Hamilton, I mean, Andrea Horvath is the opposition leader, and she has to be able to stand up and say, look, you know, my uh, philosophy is far more important than your safety. Uh, I'd like her to say that to people who are on dialysis in, in, uh, at St. Joe's or to seniors who are saying, okay, well, I have heat in January. This, isn't, uh, we're not, this is not a game. This is very, very serious. It's a very serious issue. If we lose 51% of our power supply in January, it will be, um, it will be devastating to communities right across the province. Well, that's not going to happen, obviously, because of, uh, of what the government's going to be doing here. So, I mean, you've got that wrestle to the ground. That's not going to be an issue anymore. But there's a greater issue here that some people are asking about, Donna. I wanted to get your comment about this. And it's, it's about process. And I understand where the NDP are coming from. And I don't think anybody's really surprised by the fact that the NDP are going to be supporting uh, organized labor uh, in, in any situation like that where there's a confrontation between labor and management. That's, that's what they're made of. We, we get that. But they, they do have a concern about process and the fact that, uh, you know, is this the thin edge of the wedge? Is this how this government is going to deal with the process uh, when it comes to labor negotiations? Uh, there is supposed to be, of course, workers' rights so when it comes to bargaining, et cetera, et cetera, and the right to strike, unless, of course, you're going to make this a, 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 a kind of a bill where this is going to be uh, considered to be mandatory, where these guys can't strike in essential service. Are, are you considering something like that? And what about that process, Donna? This has been raised on on many occasions about the essential service. We are not looking at that at this point. We're simply focusing on trying to uh, get this bill passed so that we can keep the lights on. I I understand this philosophy, this difference in philosophy and the allegations that it's heavy-handed. What is the alternative? If we don't do this, and uh, 10, well, let's, let's put it, 21 days from... December 14th is when they served notice that they were going on strike. If we wait for the union to walk off the job, there will be power outages in Ontario. Is that the right thing to do? I don't think so. I think as a government, our responsibility is to all of the people of Ontario. I grew up in northern Ontario, and I know how bitterly cold it can get. I couldn't imagine if I heated my home with hydro, even with our furnaces that do require hydro to turn them on and off, uh, I couldn't imagine not having heat in January. And that's what will happen, because if they shut down, it takes 10 days. And if we start shutting down these facilities, we won't have power, period. So our option is, do we turn out the lights and follow the so-called, you know, continue with the philosophy that the NDP are willing to, the hill they're willing to die on? Or do we take action and protect what we believe is the right thing to do, protect the people of Ontario, ensure that hospitals can stay open, ensure that uh, nursing homes have heat, ensure that our most vulnerable are taken care of. That's what we believe is the right thing to do, and that's what we're going to do. Donna, given the severity of, of the implications uh, that we've been st- talking about here, about blackouts, brownouts, whatever the case might be, should the government have become involved in this a lot sooner? 
Well, well no, I think that uh, this is the right process. We're trying to follow the process. We are um, doing as much as we can, uh, and we will do everything we can to prevent this. We've, we've tried to allow the process to continue. And, and, and remember that the negotiations began long before March 31st when mm-hmm. the contract expired. They were months prior to. So we've tried to allow them both sides to reach an agreement. They haven't. And the next step is simply to say, look, the safety and, and security of residents of Ontario is paramount, and we will do what we have to. And uh, if the NDP feels that that's that's not their priority, well, then we have to disagree. I think Andrea should be embarrassed that she would rather, um, uh, she would actually, this is the hill she wants to die on, because I think it's, 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 it's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to make sure that the heat and that the hydro stays on in Ontario, not stand behind some uh, labor philosophy. MPP Donna Skelly uh, from uh, Flamborough Glenbrook, of course. Donna, thanks as always for the time. Appreciate it today. Anytime. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.